2: You're listening to the Huntin' Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Huntin' Land Man. Rack Buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. This is Slay Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. We're on episode thirty-five of the Hunt'land Land Man podcast. Kind of something a little bit different today. A little less real estate. We're going to talk about the area. Uh, and before we get too far, as always, the huntland Land Man podcast brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. Literally, just like every other week, we're working with Southern Ag this week to get some of our own stuff closed and get some of our clients' stuff closed. So, um, great company to work with. Well pretty cool story today. We're going to do a story on this buck. I guess I'm going to label, if it hasn't been labeled yet, as the Price Buck. We've got Matt Price here. Uh, Matt, where you live? Uh,
0: in Ruth, Ruth, Mississippi.
2: And Ruth, if you don't know, my office is right here in Macomb, 155. Ruth is, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes right up the road, just north of Summit. Um, and uh, so... The reason we're sitting here is that if you're watching this, you can see, but if you're listening, you'll have to imagine there is a hundred and we hadn't got him official scored yet, but a 185 inch typical 12 with several kickers coming off as G2 and one small one off as G3 right here beside me. And this buck was killed in Lawrence County. Um, Lawrence County is east of 55. That is north of Pike County. Uh, I guess Lawrence County is just south of uh Lincoln County but anyway typically Lawrence County is not known for well, heck Mississippi in general is not known for 185 inch deer so I wanted to ask Mike I mean Matt all about this uh and just uh talk a little bit more about this but well Matt uh are you pumped up has the uh has has the uh, new war off this thing yet No I
0: don't uh, I don't I don't know if I'll ever get tired of looking at it
2: well, um, Matt, if you will pull that mic a little bit closer to you, the uh, well, tell me this. I know we've asked a little bit of this since you put when you, when he walked in here with this rack. Everybody in the office just wanted to feel and touch it. It's like, I mean, it's just uh, it's like a shiny new toy. Matt, um, tell me this: how long how long did you know about this deer?
0: Um, four years. I've been having pictures of him.
2: Four years so this is 20 we'll call it 2022 so you had pictures up in i say 2018 2019 2020 i guess 2019 was the first yeah. year 2019 was the first year and uh you felt like you feel like that you're six six years oldish yeah, now somewhere around six okay um now tell me that you you you're on, on a hunting club out here private land what's the
0: it's a hunting club it's warehouser land H- how many acres is y'all's hunting club mm-hmm. somewhere around 4500
2: Wow, big club, and how many members? Forty-two. Okay, so member for every hundred acres or so, pretty common with uh, with hunting clubs. Um, would you say y'all's club gets a lot of pressure?
0: Uh, certain times of the year, it does. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving, <laughs> Christmas through there.
2: Well, um, did uh, how many how many people of the forty members or so uh, had, knew about this buck?
0: Not too many, not that I know of. Okay, uh, a few people knew about him. That was about it
2: well um did um all right, so you've had pictures of him now, you said for uh for four years uh was other members actively hunting this deer no, okay, so nobody was like this nobody in September was thinking about this deer, and I'm guessing you were yeah, okay, and I saw where you had pictures of him post season, so you were making sure he made it after the mm-hmm. season, okay so um uh, did uh did and I'm just asking because I'm so curious about this. I mean, were you obsessed with this deer? Was this like...
0: Yeah, I was. Um, before the season started, I actually had said, "I don't care who kills him, I just want to touch him, yeah. make sure he's real."
2: That's right. It's almost, he's almost like Santa Claus. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm, y'all just can't imagine, you know. And people that listening from around the country, look, those type of deer like that, even in where we hunt Missouri, Kansas, and Iowa are super rare and to kill it in lawrence county if i had to compare i'm gonna say that's like a 240 in iowa you know if we compared mm. uh because i mean I, it may be it's gonna be in the top of the record books in lawrence county or very close to the top of the record books um well um take me back okay and and so If you're out there listening, you can take this deer and what Matt's about to tell us, and we can apply this to how we can kill big deer, how we can manage deer better, and how we can just be entertained. All right, four years ago, would you get pictures of him early season? What was your...
0: Uh, No, it was January. He showed up every year about January.
2: Okay, so you didn't even know where he lived.
0: No. I mean, I figured he was close somewhere, uh, but he traveled a lot.
2: Did you... Once you killed him, did anybody else come out and say, "Hey, I've got pictures mm-hmm. of this deer"?
0: Yeah, a lot of folks uh, south of me there, from, okay. uh, south of our lease. They, uh, a lot of people reached out about it.
2: Private or public land? Private land. I mean, pri- private. Uh, yeah. Um, did uh, did how far? Did you ever measure it, how far he was traveling?
0: There was, I guess, right at the start mm-hmm. of January. Somebody had sent me a picture. Six or seven miles from where I was getting pictures of him. Wow,
2: six or seven miles—that's—that's that's far. You know, I'm not going. I, I think the one time I've heard eight miles, and then if you've seen some of those studies on Facebook and stuff, you know, mm. it's crazy distances. Mississippi State has put some stuff out, and other companies. Um, six or seven miles. I mean, I, I I looked at the map. He showed me where he killed him, and I'm not gonna give away all his secrets. But I mean, you're talking about thirty, forty landowners he could have walked mm-hmm. past. And then, like you said, when it gets busy during December and January, people are hunting. Mm. The chances. I mean, you should have bought a lottery ticket that day. Mm. I mean, good Lord.
0: Yeah, I've had uh, two people said they shot at him. About oh, two wow. weeks before, I killed him.
2: What was the story there? They just couldn't get a good shot? Or? He, couldn't
0: get a, he was chasing does yeah. and wide open.
2: All right. Um, so you were getting pictures of him in January, and it, pretty much every January you were getting pictures of him? Yeah. Typically over feed Acorns,
0: food plot, trail feed. Normally, um, he would just kind of pass through and eat a little bit and keep going.
2: Okay, as as a lot of big deer are doing mm-hmm. what they're doing right now. They're just one or two pictures, and um, that's crazy. Did you know of anybody that was maybe feeding him during the summer or any crops he was eating on to make him this big? Uh,
0: I don't know of anybody feeding him. There's no crops anywhere around there. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Oh, now if I'm correct, SMZ hardwood bottoms and pine timber. Mm-hmm. This is not This is not your places that you see a lot of people hunt up and down the Delta. If you're listening, you don't know where Lawrence County is. This is typical general rolling. Correct me if I'm wrong here. General rolling, hardwood creek bottoms that are pretty. Everything else is a pine tree that's either 25 years old or zero years old, depending on when the timber company got to it or the landowner got to it. Um, did, did your history over the three years, did you – were you able to kind of see a pattern or okay i know he should be in the area or i know this is what i think he's doing or
0: no he just would he'd show up for one or two nights and then he'd be gone for four or five days and come back for one or two more that
2: gives us a chance for this afternoon caleb we're hunting a deer that does the exact same Mm -hmm. thing um what how many like how many stands did you have dedicated to this deer that you said okay i could probably kill him out of
0: one of these stands just that one really that's the only place I mean I run cameras kind of all over that area and that's the only camera I ever had pictures of him at
2: so never another camera Mm-mm. wow see it's interesting as I was doing the same thing with a deer I was obsessed about this year he was you know 40 inches smaller than this <laughs> maybe 50 but uh, he was uh, I was obsessed like that and I was getting pictures of him at a lot of different spots so it's cool how every one of them is different Um. so um, alright I got some stuff written down here okay now, I heard you t- telling this to Scott you'd never, You've never seen him in person before? No. Did you ever hunt and maybe he showed up that night or you didn't go one day and he showed up on camera in daylight or anything?
0: No, I mean, he would show up maybe after I'd leave or something at mm-hmm. night, but that was about it.
2: Any daylight pictures uh, over the past three years?
0: February the 1st last year.
2: Post-season, don't even count. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I, I bet that was a sigh of relief on February 1st and got a picture of him because you knew he was mm-hmm. alive. Yeah. How? Okay, so you, know, you may have already answered this. So, you, did you know he was alive before he showed up in January this year? Like, did you know? Okay, made it through the summer.
0: Yeah, actually, this is the earliest I ever had pictures of him. I had two pictures on October twentieth, and then he okay. disappeared for a month or more.
2: You know, speaking, you say that I heard a guy from the Midwest talking about that. He runs a big outfit and operation, and I forget the exact dates. And of course, our dates would be different with our rut. Um, but he said there's a week in like right after they shed their velvet where they go on a walkabout and they do their rut walk. And then, and this is just a theory, and the first time I ever heard it. And then they don't ever do it again. And then they show back up at those cameras. And this dude runs 200 cameras. So it, it, th- that yeah. may go along with that. Mm. Um, when, for your club, you've been hunting, how many years you've been hunting in this club?
0: Eight, I think this might be.
2: If you had to say, yeah. look, when the bucks are breeding the does, when would you pick where you were hunting? Uh,
0: first week of January. Okay, same
2: same as everywhere else, Southwest Mississippi. Okay, um, and what was the date you killed him on? On the eighth. Okay, January eighth. Okay, if I remember right, we'd gone. It was a little bit warmer then, wasn't it? About yeah. sixty degrees. Yeah, about like today. So we we'd gone. If in history, if y'all don't remember, late December right till right after Christmas, I killed my deer on 1226, first south wind, which was the warm front moving in. Uh, so we had cold, cold, cold right around Christmas and all that, and cameras going off like crazy, still had acorns like crazy. And then it got warm again, and like you said, he killed this deer on 60. Here, one thing about the rut, I always practice hunt smart, but during the rut, you just got to be in a seat.
0: Yeah, that's it. All
2: right, take me to uh, the day of the hunt. What kind of, tell me, okay, you killed a morning or afternoon? In the evening. Okay, did you hunt that morning?
0: I did. Well, I got in the stand about 10 o'clock. Because uh, a big storm came through that morning. Early. Big rain front. Yeah, I mean, thunder, lightning and everything mm-hmm. else. And I got in the stand about 10, and I was actually going to move locations at like 3.30 because the wind was shifting uh, out of my favor and another storm was coming in. And uh, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't move stands because nobody was at the club to move my tag for me or anything, so I just sat there and got wet, and he showed up about 20 minutes after the rain stopped.
2: And what time was that?
0: Five thirty ish. Okay, so
2: last shooting light. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he, uh, what was? Tell me, did you see any other deer that day? Or
0: yeah, I'd I'd seen a little about a twelve inch mm-hmm. eight point or two year old deer that I'd seen a hundred times this year. He worked a scrape line for twenty minutes about lunchtime, and then uh, about ten minutes before I saw him, a doe had come up from north of me, and he was about five minutes behind that doe. And this then, buck was no that little. Oh, buck, okay, okay. And then this deer came in from the other direction.
2: Um, okay, you said about your club, nobody moving the tags. What is the rules at your club as far as what do y'all shoot? Is it state legal? Is it eight-pointer better? Four-year-old? What's uh, the deal?
0: Pay in, the kids and wives shoot state law. And okay. And everybody else just got to be 14 inches inside or an 18-inch main beam or an 8-inch time.
2: With those rules in your area, do you think that's a lot of three-year-olds getting shot or a lot of deer getting a four? Because that's right on that kind of... That's uh,
0: a lot of three-year-olds. Okay. Very. I mean, it's most of the ones that actually pass are three years old, and all of our two-year-olds are real close to being there, so they always get killed.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of one of them deals like if somebody barely misses, they end up killing a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. So it's not terrible rules, but not not what you'd call super trophy management. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, when you killed this deer, I, I know how this usually happens and how many people say oh you shot him at night oh he come out of a high fence or i mean have you got any of that
0: uh not too much i mean i've had a lot of people say it wasn't in lawrence county you know they yeah of course they just claim that but that was about it
2: what um all right so getting back to the day of the hunt i I got above uh, above myself here uh so deer comes in behind a couple minutes behind the doe from the other direction um how long did you – tell me – bring me, bring me, all right, you seem, Do you immediately know who it is?
0: Well, whenever – I saw the two come up from north of me, and I was trying to find them. They went in this big draw, and I was trying to find all my binoculars, and I kind of panned up toward the top of the ridge, and then I saw a deer standing there. And the, all the weeds are six, seven feet tall, so I couldn't really see – I could see horns, but that was about all I could see.
2: And you said this was cut over?
0: Yeah. It cut Ladder, over. climber? I was in a tripod. Okay. Uh, I could see horns I could tell it was a good deer but I wasn't positive it was him and I looked at him for three or four minutes to the binoculars probably and he was he was trying to figure out what I was he could see me and his head was going up and down and uh, I told myself before the year started I wasn't shooting anything in there but him and I actually uh, just took a chance I mean I was about, about positive it was him but I wasn't 100% sure mm-hmm.
2: And uh, just you said, you, you told me earlier, you said the wind was trying to blow into him.
0: Yeah, uh, whenever that front came in, the wind shifted. It was coming out of the south, and as soon as that rain came through, it went straight out of the north.
2: Well, um, something that I mentioned when you said that, and I'll tell our listeners this, something that I've noticed, and I've heard other people talk about it, so I'm not claiming that I came up with this, but it seems like a lot of times, like if you can take care of your scent, in things, the bucks know when the winds in their favor too, so they're they're working the wind for does and looking for predators, humans, well, all that sort of thing. So, just like with this deer, maybe that wind and that swirling in that front, you know, it pushed it. Maybe instead of being straight north, maybe it was northwest or something, like, you know. Mm. So he didn't have a hundred percent the advantage, but he thought he did, mm. and he came in. I mean, we're all just thinking here, but uh, that very well could have been it. So. Uh, you beat it out on him and squeezed the trigger, think you made a good shot or?
0: Yeah, well he was facing right at me. It was the only shot he would give me, and then he was as he was turning the leaves when I shot it hit right behind the shoulder and it just went straight through him all the way and stuck into his hind quarter.
2: Did you go immediately after him or go get dog or
0: Well when I shot I I thought I saw him buckle, so I just got down and went over there and I saw a lot of hair and about three ounces of blood, maybe, and that was it. So I went out and called the guy with the dogs.
2: Were you pumped up?
0: yeah i was i was uh i wouldn't let myself believe it was him you know until i walked up on him i mm-hmm. was playing it off saying i probably shot that 12 inch eight point mm-hmm. um i wouldn't let myself believe that it actually was him
2: that's what's so cool about deer hunting the emotions that you go through like like a, especially when you get i mean a deer of this caliber of course but any deer that you're after like mm-hmm. that i mean if this has been 140 inch deer you're after you probably would have had the same emotions mm-hmm. And so it's so cool that deer, like it, people that don't hunt, they don't get it. Yeah. I mean, what it does, like your brain, your brain sitting there saying, you said, well, I'm pretty sure it was him. Nah, ain't no way it was him because I, it's just the emotions and, 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 and what it goes through. Well, uh, so found him pretty quick with the dog.
0: Yeah, he ran about 150 yards with the dogs. As soon as they got there, they went straight to him and he'd have been dead. I mean, he was dead when I shot I don't know how he ran as far as he did.
2: A big old tough sucker, and you said he weighed in the 190s, yeah, 193. Okay, and and being the second week of January, you know, there's probably a good bit over 200, Mm. uh, early season, yeah. Um, well, cool, well, uh, you know, there's been several I've seen on social media and stuff, all 200, 180s, and and I I, mean, you know where the 200 came from, and we're pretty sure that 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 number's off, but we think he's going. And if, if you're not watching here, if you are watching, I'll show him to you a little bit. You know, the deer's a typical 12. He's going to have – let me see his 12. He's going to have 15, probably 15 scoreable. And, uh, I mean, as a typical 12, he's going to be mid, low to mid-70s, which is going to probably net him in the mid-60s. I mean, that's – I don't care where you go in the country. You shoot that one first day. I mean, you can be on Lee Lukowski's place in Iowa, and you are shooting him that one the first day. But – Man, what a, what a deer and what a story. Um, have uh, I guess you've had, uh, have you had any magazine? Have you had anybody contact you that, besides us, of course, that would normally wouldn't contact you to find the story out?
0: Uh, just a couple of newspapers. That was about it. And the Enterprise Journal, Clarity and Ledger. Mm-hmm. That was about it.
2: Do you plan on bringing him and doing any big buck contests or anything?
0: Yeah, I took him to four or five, about all of them I could drive to pretty close. And I took him to Simmons in Bastrop just to-
2: What did they score him at, at Simmons? 177. Okay. They usually do a pretty good job. How'd you do in the contest?
0: I'm in fifth right now. I guess season ends tomorrow, and they'll close at the end. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, um, heck of a buck for sure, man, and congratulations. Just a uh, – and just goes to show you, you know, just because you're in a club – and I actually scored one club about the same rules, but this was in Wilkeson County. Club, Warehouser, I mean – basically the same story and the guy went out he didn't have any history with it he went out one afternoon he was 181 i scored the deer for the guy and i had the same conversation with him and it's one of them deals it's like just because you're not somewhere where there's a bunch of big giants around don't mean this can happen and that's what's so cool about deer and caleb this year cameraman caleb sitting right here he killed that big deer this year no pictures hunting the same area this morning when he went hunting but uh, what a deer well um do you have one you have your eyes on for next year
0: I've got a couple that I'm pretty sure is his offspring, but uh, I don't know. Maybe if next year they'll be ready, Or you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Depends on how I feel. It's
2: hard to top this one, though. Oh, huh? yeah,
0: I won't ever. Not here anyway.
2: Right, right. You go many a day to, uh, to top that one. Heck, I've been I've been going a mil, many a day and killed a couple hundred and never topped that one, man. But congratulations. We're going to jump off of here get back to work. But, you know, having a deer this caliber killed right here in our back door, we want to hear the story about it. A lot that can be learned from persistence, being after him, never saw this deer in daylight. And sometimes, like we always say, during late December and January, it's all about butt time. Really, from Christmas on, it's all about butt time. Because right now, if you're watching cameras like I am, they're so unpredictable. Mm. I got a logging crew moved into one of my spots and a big shooter that we're going to hopefully let go till next year. He's a big shooter this year, though. The logging crew moved in one day. I'm like, oh well, he won't be back till the nighttime. The next morning, he was standing there in daylight. It's just they so
0: weird. Well, they they planted trees the Monday before I killed him. Came through with big equipment and planted pine trees.
2: Planted uh, with uh with they planted it with um with the with the dozer. Yeah. Okay, so that's something to be learned. Everybody, oh that cutting timber on my place. There ain't no deer. They planting pine trees going all through his bedding area. Well, I'm looking at a 180. Right here that, that didn't get bothered. You know, the deer are just like the Midwest. They get used to the combines and, and the, the crops and stuff. Look, timber's part of our industry. They know what that stuff is. Um, now, is do you get discouraged when that happened? But I'll tell you a story. I was hunting in, uh, let's see, right on the Wilkinson County, Amet County line, and I was hunting me and a buddy, and they had a logging crew. I could see the guy smoking a Swisher Sweet on the uh, on the loader that morning whenever I could see the cherry of it when he lit up that morning. We were in the stand. I was 400 yards from the loader. Man, them bucks was in there cruising, cruising like crazy. I had one of the best rut hunts I've ever had and almost killed, just never could get him to stop chasing does. One of the best rut hunts I ever had with my bow in southwest Mississippi. And the only reason we got down, we were on the other side of the creek from where they were cutting. We cut a tree and the top of the pine tree touched my ladder. Just the, the I said, all right, time to get it down. Is. Time to get down. But it just goes to show you, man, when they're rutting, you just got to be there. All right. Well, I appreciate you being on here, Matt. Congratulations on the deer. The price buck, mid-180s, 15-point, killed in Lawrence County. Hey, we sell property all over southwest Mississippi. Something to be learned here. Now, Lawrence County doesn't have quite as high prices as, like, A-Minute So if you want to save a little money... Proof's in the pudding right here. You can kill a big one anywhere. Let's go to Lawrence County and look at some land. Caleb, let's jump off here and get to selling some land. Hey, thank you for listening to the Land Man Podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.